also, just for the record, yes, you guys are going to get a refresh uh, at the start of this episode because you've done a bunch of stuff since the start of this chapter that, you know, you, you nearly got at and you barely escaped. And it was a lot of exciting adventure action that we do not need to recap right now. So, you're on the side of a mountain. You just had uh, some phone calls and text exchanges with Desdemona, who just called uh, August Defago, and, well, apparently someone's coming to meet ya. <sighs> so we just gotta avoid the goddamn police until then. I mean, that is a plan. So, uh, to be... To be clear, these would be employees of the university that you would be avoiding, uh, not like the Canadian Mounted Police necessarily. It's gonna be the police when they see me carrying several firearms. I mean, that's valid. Do you want me to veil us? Or just your guns? Uh, now veil us, please. Um, I do not. I don't invite this on our ass. Okay. Um, how I know you'd said that they were like on their way. We have time to like exist for a second, right? Yeah, you don't actually know how long it is going to be until whoever it is actually shows up. Okay. Um so I'm just gonna All you know is that they have a general con they have a general sense of where you are based on the information that you relayed. Alright. I'm definitely going to be posting up and listening uh, to make sure I hear them coming before they see us. Um, well, I'm going to... I recall that... I recall Sly was uh, helping to bandage up Phoebe quite a bit, and I believe you had done the role for that already. Yay. You're a good doctor. So Yay. I'm going to... So, uh... Fail us. Yeah, everybody pick what you'd like to be doing in this scene. Mm. Magic. All right, um, Alvin is going to be sort of at the periphery of where we are, where it's sort of clearing we're posted up in, Albion is going to be uh, just listening, like just sort of focusing his senses and trying to make sure that if he hears someone coming, he'll know approximately where they're coming from and and how long they have before they get there, uh, before they notice him. Okay. So essentially on Overwatch, but without the implied firearm involved. All right. Um... What is Ro doing? I think you said that you wanted to put up a veil, yep. though I will remind you that that takes mental concentration and effort to maintain. Oh, um, okay. So I think I'm going to be prepared to veil, but I'm probably just going to keep watch, I guess. Okay. Is Sylvester doing anything specific? Uh, not really. Just going to keep on uh, tending to Phoebe and making yeah, sure that she's good? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yep. Great. Yeah, you're you're basically justifying her ability to uh, recover from not die. Yeah, because yeah. she took some serious consequences, and you're justifying her recovery from them. So Good, another one that owes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, hey, so somebody in the group needs to have favors owed them. Mm. <laughs> Maybe, perhaps. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Albion and Row, I'm going to have you make me an alertness roll for, uh, you know, a brief passage of time, because you are actively trying to be on the lookout for things. Okay. And this is something Albion's good at. So let's see. Mine's a five. He's not good at it today, <laughs> apparently. That's a two. 
Okay. I got a minus Ooh. one net. Okay. Versus the just sort of standard environment, I'm going to give you a three as your target. What did we get, Row? Five. Five? Mm-hmm. I think Albion is trying to focus on this, but he also is distracted because he's worried about Phoebe. Because mm. he feels kind of guilty that Phoebe got into that mess because of them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Uh, so Ro is the is gonna definitely be uh, head on a swivel here uh, and paying attention to things that may or may not be coming your way. Uh, at, for the first couple of minutes, I would say that you know you're on the lookout while Sly is uh, making sure that Phoebe is properly patched up. Well, you don't really notice anything in particular. It just seems like you know birds and small wildlife uh, you know occasionally you might be startled by like ah and then just look up and oh it's a squirrel in a tree like that's nothing so uh, about five minutes in you do notice something that looks like it could be a problem it is shaped like a cat but you know bigger you've recently had some experiences with things shaped like that and you do recall that one of them got dumped out of uh, the Never Never somewhere by Phoebe. Oh. So I'm going to need you to make me an alertness roll right now. And your target is another three. That, uh, um, that's a two. So would you like a fate point, sir? <laughs> well, um, you can choose to give me a fate point or not, because, yeah. All you know is that there is some shape moving in the brush that is like a large cat. That's all you currently know, unless you give me uh, a fate point. Okay, yeah, you can have a fate point. Um, can I use... I guess monsters aren't real, idiot, because I have recently had knowledge of this specific monster. Okay, uh, sure. You're on the lookout for this particular thing now that you are uh, aware that it could be stalking you right now. Great. Okay, sure, I'll take that. So, uh, I would say that you'd be relieved by this information, but realizing that something coming toward you slowly is a bobcat is not a good thing in any circumstance. Sure, maybe it's better than a monk, but it's still a bobcat. It's just a big old kitty. Yeah, bobcats <laughs> are notorious for being quite a bit more dangerous than just big old kitties. So there's yeah, just a big guy. There's one it's of big... them now, and you have seen it and identified it. All right, I make that known to the rest of the group. Obviously, um, how are you? How well... are you doing this? What I in real life, Gwen does not know much about bobcats. Do they like? Mo- like, if I stand still and pretend I'm dead, that's a yes or a no for bobcats. Does anyone know? I'm going to ask you to make me a survival oh. check to have any sort of information on this animal, and your target's going to be a All three. right, well. <laughs> cool, I don't know with my negative two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you have you have no clue, so... <laughs> How does Ro react having no knowledge of what this animal uh, will do and you want to let the rest of the group know that it's there? How are you doing this? 
Uh, first, I'm just gonna stop moving. Um, and then I think it's it's gonna be one of those situations where I look over and try to like make eye contact with somebody. So when you stare at someone for long enough, they like feel it. And if after like third, we'll say 15 seconds, no one acknowledges me, I just go, uh, guys, very cautious. Okay, so I, I just want, I'm accepting this. I want to be clear. You are taking your eyes off of a bobcat for 15 entire oh, seconds. Oh, you're, yeah. Yep, I said what I said. I'm sticking okay. to it. You rolled really, really bad on your survival, so <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with what you just told yep. me there, and we're going to play that out. I said what out. I said. I gotta follow through. Yep. Uh, while you are attempting to sort of burn a hole into the back of someone's head, make me a quick alertness roll. Everybody can now make this alertness roll, right. and it is going to be a uh, three that you are attempting to hit. That is a six. I got a three. Okay. And Sly? I got two pluses. All right. Well, your alertness is a two. Yay. Because you did bump that up. So has everybody makes the alertness that I just called for. Uh, the bobcat is moving. It's moving toward you. And um, any of you who had not noticed it yet, you definitely notice now that something is moving in the woods, in the brush, toward you, Albion with your six, you can pretty clearly spot that it is a bobcat that is heading toward you. So how does everyone plan to respond to the fact that this animal is moving toward you? Um, my hand's going to go to my hip, and I have, I have a gun, and I'm going to try to get out of its way. Uh, Albion is going to real quick just say, we shoot this thing. We bring everyone looking for us right down on top of us. Albion is going to pick up a rock and throw it at him. At, at him. I don't know if it's him. Throw it at the cat. Okay. Sylvester's going it off. to shake his head. Poor kitty. <laughs> All right. So Albion is throwing a rock and trying to make himself look big. Okay. So cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's a hmm. I'm going to make you know this what? a weapon. You know, can role. I ask you something? What? Can I ask you something? Can I make a survival check to see if I know what to do with this thing? <laughs> Roll bobcat. You can certainly try. Survival check Tiger. of three. Tiger drop. All right, three pluses. Yes, I got a three. Okay, great. Well, uh, it you you would want to try to scare this thing away in some way. Uh, I mean, considering that there are four of you there, if you can sort of present yourself as a legitimate enough threat, then it might decide not to mess with the four of you uh, and sort of take take itself elsewhere, because it's, it's trying to find easy prey right now. And you might not be it, though if you act aggressively toward it, it will attempt to defend itself. All right. Um, so we do need to appear... Th- I was like, we need to look threatening. So Albion just sort of like widens his stance and makes himself look big. Do and, I have s- uh, what what? Do I have snacks in my jacket? Um, you know, that's a great question. Uh I'm if you want to have them, make me a resources roll because that is one of the functions of resources is to say I want to have this thing, I can justify having it. 
the resources target is gonna be a zero. So make me a quick roll. Yay. Do 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 do. I got a two. Okay, yeah, you got snacks. Hooray! I'm gonna take out a Slim Jim. <laughs> oh my god, what are you doing? He's a big cat. Oh, I love this. Yeah, It's a is... big cat. Cats like me. Mm. You yes. should have got catnip okay. in there. So, so as the you are preparing yourselves... Is a snack. As you are all preparing yourselves, you can see Phoebe is uh, getting to her feet and like tensing up and preparing to maybe start mauling this thing to death. You're not 100% sure. Well, uh, yeah, that could work. the bobcat suddenly isn't your problem anymore. Oh, no. Oh. As the unseen mulk that <laughs> was, is, looks quite wounded <laughs> dives out of the trees and snaps it in its jaws. Oh, no! Grabs the bobcat right by the neck and... Ooh, okay. Yep, you have a dead bobcat. Poor kitty. So now you have a mulk in front of you. <laughs> and I would like everybody to start acting in initiative order because that was its turn. I'm going to snap into a Slim Jim. All right. Um, I am going to once again say, we shoot this thing. We bring everyone down on us. We have to do this quiet. Um, I'm going to say that Albion has an iron knife. Is that something I would need to give you a fate point to have? I mean, I think just a resources roll at this point, because there's plenty of sharp objects that could qualify that you could have on your person. Resources, and I'm going to go with the resources of one. All right, that is a neutral roll, so I do get a one. Okay, you are able to have afforded that thing. All righty. Um, so I am going to try... This thing does look like it's been already beaten up, right? This is... If you had hazarded a guess, you would say this is the one that Phoebe dropped into uh, out of the never-never through a hole, and uh, they kicked each other's asses before she hopped back. Alrighty. Um, I'm going to throw my knife at its head. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a weapons roll, then. Alright. Alright, that is three pluses for a weapons roll of five. Ooh, okay. Well, it rolled a four, incredibly, on its defense. So you will get a hit in now. Uh, let's see. That I think that how, like for a knife that you could afford at that size, that's probably going to end up being a weapons rating one, but it will stick because it's iron. So you are able to effectively put two damage on this thing. Alrighty. Um, I might actually invoke Odin Bless Stalker of Shadows to bring that damage up a bit. Okay, uh, do you want to give me that fate point? I do. Okay, amazing. So, uh, you, your throw is a little bit truer than even you had anticipated on this, because this is a very risky thing, throwing a relatively small knife at a fast and moving target that you know is agile, but seems like Odin is guiding your your arm as a hunter accurately, and thump, the knife sinks into the side of this mulk, and you hear this unearthly high-pitched yowling shriek. So all of your uh, work to try to not fire guns, well, you don't know if that was super helpful anymore. 
because this thing loud, but you definitely heard it. Yeah, but at least it's not a gu- at least it's not a gunshot. That's true. It is unnatural. Well, it's a, it's a little bit unnatural. So you don't know what kind of attention it will attract, if any. But yeah, it's making uh, a particularly unpleasant animal sound. So next in the initiative order, row. Big rock. Throw big rock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Make me. I think that's gonna also be a weapons roll. (laughs) Woo! Okay. (laughs) We're on it tonight, fam. It's a four. Holy shit! I rolled a three. Big rock. Big rock. (laughs) Big rock. Big rock. rock. Okay. So. So you you throw a big rock. Um, it is an awkward thing for you to do. You do it pretty well, about as well as you can. This thing is quite conscientious that y'all are throwing stuff <laughs> at it like you're on a little round top. And it uh it does a little juke move. It so it glances off the side of it. Uh, it looks like you definitely got it a little bit, but it doesn't look like it really cared. Well, can you at least tell me that it kind of hurt its feelings? That would be, I think, a social attack that you would have to make. <sighs> Fine, whatever. <laughs> okay. Sylvester, what are you doing? Hey, what's a mulk? Uh, it was those big, uh, big, nasty cat monsters that were uh, that you had to run away from last time. Okay. I just wanted to know, like, a picture of it or something, because I tried looking it up, and all I got was Mom's Milk Monster. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, Jesus. No. Give me yeah. one second. Thanks, Google. Um, like, I don't know if... A private community for moms worldwide. Uh, oh. yeah, okay. Um, Did we on. get a picture last time? Because I'm picturing, like, mountain lion, but, like, not... Last time from several months ago, yes. Yeah, we, you're you're looking at something that is mountain lion adjacent, uh, but it is, like, jet black. Okay, so it's on all fours, right? Not a standing upright... Correct. It is. It is just like a scarier version of a uh, a big cat. Okay, so bigger bobcat got it. <laughs> yeah, basically, bobcat got et by bigger bobcat kind of thing. Great, it doesn't map one to one with a bobcat, but yeah, always I, I, a bigger fish. Bigger cat got it. <laughs> so, what are you doing? Uh, so what? Everybody's throwing rocks at it. <laughs> yeah. Or shooting uh, it? No, uh, not well, Albion threw a knife. Okay. Throw your feet. Well, unfortunately, they're not detachable yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you could, if you wanted to, attempt to get between everyone else and it and do a kick. I guess I could do that. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to do a sprint as a supplemental. It's going to be very easy because it's one zone away with only one uh, level of obstacle so from the brush so that's just an athletics of two that you gotta hit okay do 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 rolling the dice that's the rolling the dice song yeah it was uh, number 20 on the charts in 1976 good year drums uh, let's see four okay yep easily you are in the zone with the malk so make me a i guess you were doing a fist roll right 
Yeah, sure, we could do that. Okay, uh, you're doing fists at a minus one as your main action, and I'm defending. Okay. Let's see what happens. This is Mulk's going to get kicked, I'm sure. Seven. Okay, yep, it rolled very badly. Um, so that's... Oh, God, do you have your iron kickers on? Yes. <laughs> I'm in fucking spooky monster bullshit. Yeah, of course they're on. Oh, shit. Okay, well, that's... All right, uh, that is a lot of damage. So it is going to have... Because it defended with a two. Okay, is it unarmored? It has a natural armor that you penetrate because you bypass its catch with your uh, iron kickers. Yay. So, yeah, just like Albion did. That's why that's why uh, Rose Rock really didn't do anything. Gotcha. So, yeah, you actually put the hurt on this thing and bypass its armor. So, uh, okay, I'm going to have to give it a consequence uh, for that. So... It's going to take a severe consequence. You kicked it in an open wound and opened that wound up even further through just the trauma of how hard you hit it there. So it's, yeah, it, it has a, like, bleeding open wound uh, right now. And, yeah, you, you can see something that's not blood kind of leaking out of this thing after you have kicked it so gross fucking bitch yeah um behind you phoebe has turned into a wolf uh, and you can see that she's still pretty scarred up um but she's wolfed out again and this thing is going oh, hey, to you're up yeah, it's going to attempt to get you now sly because Yay. you did just kick it you are currently the biggest threat. Hooray. Okay, so I would like you to defend against a four. Yay, okay. Shuka, 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 dice roll. Seven. <laughs> okay. Shadow cool. dance. Do, 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 do. Yeah, okay, so you're aware that it's pissed off at you and you are ready, so okay. I'm going to make three stooges like, noises as I dodge. Of course you are. I am <laughs> rolling garbage tonight. Okay. Nice try that shout ahead. <sighs> yep. So it misses you entirely. Um, I'm having fun. Yeah. Cause it's injured and it is hurting and angry and uh, just not having a good time. It, it, you know, it's feeling so attacked right now. So I'm having a good time. What about the rest of you guys? <laughs> Having a good time. So. Having a good time. Everybody, I'm going to need you to make me an alertness, and your target is a two. Yay. Okay. Uh, I rolled a... Where is my thing? I rolled a four. Three. Two. Okay. Yep. All of you are cognizant, despite the melee, of something a little bit hard to ignore, which is that the ground is rattling and rumbling a little bit. Oh, shit, boys. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming here. Rhythmically, <laughs> in fact. Uh, Ro? You're having some deja vu here, Ro. Ooh. Tank. All right. So, um, 
yeah, as you are aware that this is a thing that's happening, um, you suddenly hear uh, a a big old sound. Ayo! <laughs> and this very, very large man, towering above the treetops at present, swings an axe with the back of it like it's a golf club. And it picks up the mulk in the air and sends it flying a considerable distance. And if you're going to watch the path of this thing, you would observe that as it is being spun around in the air and just howling in uh, in fear and agony, uh, that sound abruptly stops as an enormous blue maw closes <laughs> around it and chomps it. Oh my god. Um, oh man, I was having fun. <laughs> so, yeah, a giant porcine maw has come down around this mulk and uh, seems to have ended its suffering quite abruptly. Uh, at which point, the very large gentleman suddenly shrinks down in scale until he is still quite considerably taller than all of you, but uh, not more than, say, two heads, which is very big, but a drastic change nonetheless. And uh, he looks down at you and says, Leave nothing but footprints, right? Des, I have a question yeah. for you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> How badly do you want a fate point to make your life more complicated? <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. Now I mean if you need to I need to make this clear. This isn't going to be Mr. Jack showing up. Ooh. Oh. I was about to say, how much how much more hours do you want to add to the <laughs> editing process? But okay. Right. Um so no, this would be well, this would be somebody else that you really don't like showing up and uh oh, perhaps no. perhaps causing a little bit of local trouble. Uh somebody that knows currently that you're alone. Oh no. Um it, that's interesting cuz I imagine you'd be tagging my trouble aspect to give me that fate point, right? I don't have to. I can I can tag pretty oh. much anything I want. However, never truly alone seems right. <laughs> it's like they know I'm alone. Oh, I really don't want to see this person, but I also want fun things to do to play <laughs> in the world. So And fate points <laughs> which you need. Oh, uh, well, yeah, fate points are great and no one else has a phone, so oh. Remember, if you right. avoid this confrontation, you give me the fate point. I would have to give you a fate yep. point. Just a second. I'm going to change my five here into a six. Wow, you're loaded. Well, it's because I get two on refreshes now. Oh, right. Because Also, remember the other episode where I like kept rolling terribly and I had like no fate points at the mm. end? <laughs> yes. Yes, my horde. My horde of beautiful fate points. See the field on which I grow my fate points. See how it is, you know, verdant and filled with love. <laughs> Well, 
Oh, okay. So, so you have accepted the compel. My favorite FBI agent is coming to her visit. All right. <laughs> I have, and I'm going to hate myself for weeks because of this. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, I super want to punch this dude in the dick. Except you don't know it's happening. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. You're there. Uh, you're okay. You're still on the farm in Moncton with the wolves, and you have kind of—I I believe you understand now approximately what's going down in Canada and there, eh? With uh, who's coming to pick up your buds? So you did the right thing and called your Canadian friend, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think. Have you explained your cleverness to the wolves at this moment? Um, she's probably kind of like pacing around the kitchen, like kind of like speaking a mile a minute about, you know, what's done. But at the same time, it keeps getting interjected. With, and apparently Paul Bunyan's real. Yeah, Paul Bunyan, <laughs> you know, big old, big old guy, axe, blue ox, everything. Yeah, apparently my friends are about to meet Paul Bunyan and I'm not there. I don't know what he's like. <laughs> and this can continue as long as we need it to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, y- Okay. So yeah, um, inside of there, I think Annie is there with you uh, as uh, John is outside with Wes, and she's just kind of looking at you and just like sort of cocking her head a little bit, trying to follow this mile a minute uh, Des going on. Des has started absentmindedly while she's kind of monologuing about what's going on. She started absentmindedly washing dishes in the sink. (laughs) (laughs) That is your comfort activity, isn't it? So when she gesticulates, soapy water is getting everywhere. Oh, boy. Uh, I think at some point, Annie is just going to attempt to break your whole sort of running thing by going, wow, okay. I thought Wes was bad. Bad? Yeah. How How long did you let that go on? I don't know, and I refuse to look at the clock to find out. I'm going to let that just be a mystery. Are you okay? I'm better than I was half an hour ago. I mean, at least I, I'm, my friends are safe if they're in Canada, but you know that they're in Canada. Um, yep, don't start doing this again. You, you still have a portal in a shed on your land? Yep. Yep, so that's, uh, that's on the list of things that are weighing on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Sure is. I'm going to be okay, I think. I mean, no promises, but I should be okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, um, now, like, I'm not gonna say whether or not I believe you, but, uh, do you believe you? Okay, about this? Um, are you okay? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm quite worried about what all of your guy friends and Roe have gotten up to with Phoebe, and if they're safe, uh, you know, I want to know if my friend is going to be okay, or if I'm going to have, you know, two Wes's now around the farm. Yeah, so... Which, uh, I realize that just came off as really insensitive. I'm sorry. Um, if anything, it sounds like you should have this dish. Here. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Um, it is it is my kitchen, so yeah. Why don't I clean this up? Why don't you go? Uh, why don't you go talk to Motormouth out there? Maybe the two of you would, uh, you know, sort of be on each other's level. Do you have any tea? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I, I have tea. 
Okay, Des is going to make two cups of tea and go out and join Wes outside. Okay. All right. Uh, Wes is grateful for tea. He always enjoys being brought some sort of sustenance that he didn't have to make. Awesome. So, that, by the way, that was a character attribute before he got uh, terribly injured. So, he's just a happy guy right now. He's cool with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just hanging out with, uh, with some tea. And uh, he, he suddenly sort of stops. And you can see that he is preternaturally still, and his ears are just sort of perked up. And he says, John, someone's coming up the drive. And John stops, and you can see that he's focusing. He's like, yeah, someone is. We don't have any deliveries today. No. You think it's, you think it's the guys? Uh, let's just hope it's the guys. And Wes uh, sits there, and he goes, no, that's, that's not the guys. Um... That's not Albion's engine. This is a, that's a newer car. Oh, and my car's not even that old. A, uh, a car that you have seen before comes into view around a bend in the trees, and uh, you recognize that the last time you saw this car was uh, when the FBI showed up to escort you to a ski resort. Oh, shit. This was an unpleasant experience for everyone. Dez's hands are shaking. So, yeah, Wes, Wes picks up on that, and he, he sees how uncomfortable you are in the moment. Um, Wes was not on the trip up to, uh, up, on the, up to the nose, so he didn't actually meet uh, Chief Creep of the FBI. <laughs> John did, however... So John is is aware of who this is and you can see that he has just sort of like set his shoulders back behind him and is prepared to uh well make himself look and be quite threatening if need be and uh unprompted West starts rolling in his wheelchair down the ramp that has been uh, built onto the porch toward the vehicle out steps John out John, take Wes inside. Uh, I will try my best. Uh, please take Wes inside. I, well. And stay inside, please. Uh, he hello there, uh, Miss Brown. It's very nice to see you today. And, oh, you, John. And, oh, you must be Wes. I haven't uh, had the pleasure of meeting you yet. Uh, Agent Pyburn, FBI, opens up his badge and shows it uh, to... Wes, the only person who would need to see it. And John is, is coming up behind. And he's like, hey, Wes, buddy, buddy, let's go back inside. And uh, he stops his wheelchair like at the bottom of the ramp there as Pyburn starts walking towards him and says, oh, I just I just want to have a, a brief conversation with Miss Brown here about matters that maybe don't concern any of you. Would that be OK? Would that be all right with you? And he looks down kind of condescendingly at Wesley, who quite suddenly stands up and jumps out of his wheelchair. <laughs> ah, what are you no, doing? My son. As he is uh, turning into a wolf in midair uh, and propelling himself all upon the uh, the FBI agent in front of him. So proud of my son. <sighs> I cast a block spell. Uh, I'm so proud of my son. <laughs> You're casting a block spell to do what? 
to block a, a wall that will keep the werewolf from jumping onto the FBI agent. Well, uh, I'm going to. This is going to be tough because this is definitely going to be restricted by alertness because this is a very sudden action that he's doing. Uh, but you can attempt this as a reaction. It will be restricted by alertness. And you tell me how many shifts of power you want to put in it. So make me oh, an alert. Even if I just... Oh, okay. An alertness first. Yep, alertness first. first uh, target is three. If you fail this, then you will be at a minus one on your subsequent action. Okay, my alertness is a three. Okay, so you are, you've cleared the restriction, you're able to react in time, and I would like you to tell me how much power you're putting into this block. Well, let's see here. My Malhelpy uh, Rote spell is already a level four. Okay. Um, so I think I'm just going to do a Rote spell, because I think that that would be... In, in that amount of time, I think that she could only do a rote spell. And, I mean... Seems reasonable. Even if he rolls above it, yeah, if he rolls above it, hopefully it's enough to at least kind of not get the FBI agent to be hurt as much. Okay. All right. And so first it's um conviction, then lore. Or no. D conviction, then... Which one is Conviction, the first? then discipline. Conviction, then discipline. Yes. Okay. Conviction first. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is a five. Okay, you've gathered the power with no consequence. Now target it with that discipline. Okay. Oh no, that's a two. Um, so I will happily tag an aspect. Okay, what are you invoking to make this happen? Okay, just checking my fate points. Oh no, I poked another hole in my character sheet. Oh no. I have to do it again. Okay, uh... <laughs> I actually want to... I actually want to tag I get by with a little help from my friends because I do not want my friend Wesley to get hurt by a white court FBI agent vampire. Okay. I will accept your fate point and there's yep. a block there. And that's a four. Okay, great. So oh, thank you have <laughs> reduced the effectiveness of Wesley jumping at this guy by four. So, okay. Cool. That's great. And... Okay. Uh, I hate to say it, but... Even with that block... <laughs> Wes... He's hooked out in werewolf. Wesley <laughs> is so pissed off that he is going to oh, no. punch through as hard as he can. And what you've done is quite possibly saved the life of Agent Pyburn. Hmm. Because as they, as he's... This is a mixed <laughs> success. Yes, it is. As he sort of spins uh, a little bit through that shimmering, uh, ghastly wall, he f collides with Pyburn, and they both end up on the ground, and his jaws are open around Pyburn's throat. You basically prevented him from being able to actually get them closed on him. So, before at least Pyburn could uh, sit there and react with pulling a knife in one hand and a gun in the other. He has the scene that you have before you is Pyburn is on his back. Wes is on top of him with his mouth open right over this man's throat. Up to Wes's neck is a small knife and aimed right into his midsection is a gun and Pyburn uh, uh, just sort of 
looks him in the eye as much as he can from the ground and just says, Whew, some friends you got here. Good friend you have, Dez. Wes, please, please, please get off the FBI agent. Yeah, I know that you could absolutely kill me right now, Wolfie, but, uh, take, rip the throat right out of me. But, uh, got a knife to your jugular here and a nine millimeter right against your heart, so, uh, you think you can bite down faster than I can pull the trigger or give it a little swipe? Wes, if you don't go inside the house right now, not only will I never forgive you, but you'll never see me again. You are going to have to make me a big ol' social attack on that one, because you are... Okay. Oh boy. Yeah. You are attempting to basically take him out of the scene with this, uh, with this particular action. I am going to give you... Uh, I'm going to say that this is definitely a... Ah, oh, jeez. Would this, this, uh, would this be a rapport or an intimidate, do you think? I hope it's rapport, because I don't have intimidate. I, I think it might be rapport. I am going to say, however, that you get to modify this with your conviction, because your strength of character is very much what's backing up these words, so I'm going to give you that for free. So... Give me that social attack roll. Give me that rapport and add your conviction total to it. Okay. All right. So my rapport is a three. My conviction. So would I just add my four conviction or do I have to do a conviction? No, you would just add the score much like uh, Albion gets to do with his cool big move. Oh, so that would be a seven. It would. Out, out, Wesley. So... I will say that Wes is defending against it in such a way that he would likely need to take a consequence, but it might not immediately remove him from the scene. I'll happily tag an aspect. Okay, if you want to invoke an aspect, you so- you totally can. Yeah, so let me just change that from a 5 to a 4. You know, these okay. are supposed to like and... help you build up and stockpile these things, but damn. Okay, uh... Teacup-loving tail spinner is what I will invoke. She is spinning a tale of of uh, a world without his friend to him. <laughs> oh my god. You know, a lot of this game is about bullshitting your GM, and that is an aspect specifically for that. <laughs> I love this. Oh, I'm, I'm accepting <laughs> that invocation. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, so thank you for the fate point. Um, Wes is going to decide not to take any lasting social consequences that you would be able to invoke against him later. Oh man, he just peed him his pants and wept. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. Oh, he's making a conscious decision right now, uh, basically that you could hold something over him for a while, for a long ass time, in fact, with no real means of him clearing it. Like, serious social consequence is what I mean. Um, and that would be like a sticky one that he would probably never get rid of, or he can be taken out of the scene. He is going to choose to be taken out of the scene and you give me the, uh, you, you get to set those terms by which he is taken out of the scene. Okay. Um, he is going to kind of step back, transform back into a person, uh, make eye contact with Des quickly and then get back in the wheelchair and allow John to take him inside. Okay. So you don't totally... He doesn't say You don't anything. actually get to dictate his actions. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's sorry. Okay. When someone is taken out of a scene, they do get agency over 
how that gets uh, interpreted and portrayed, including if I would ever take any of you out in any way. But you do get to dictate the general nature in which you take them out. So from uh, that, I got he you would he's going to go back inside and allow himself to just yeah. be completely detached from the remainder of this interaction. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So you you see, uh, you see this this wolf who is panting quite heavily, uh, muzzle to the ground, ready to snap it shut at any second, just suddenly crumple on one side, uh, as the adrenaline starts to fade just enough that the absolute pain of what he is doing and putting himself through, uh seeps back in because you you have given him pause and you have sort of de-escalated his intense desire to murder this man at the moment uh and yeah so he sort of rolls off of agent pyburn and turns back into wesley uh the human and uh he just is is just sort of sitting there on the ground uh and he uh, he looks you in the eyes, and you make that eye contact where he he realizes that, A, you threw that block in between, because he knows the kind of magic you do, and B, that you were absolutely willing to terminate a friendship that he cares about. So you have that sort of exchange of wordless information through, uh, uh, through locking eyes, and... John comes over and is like, okay, let's get you up. Let's get you up, buddy. We're going to go inside. And uh, he helps Wes up in it back into his wheelchair and wheels Wes back into the inside of the house where Annie is also uh, inside. And uh, you assume that John is going to basically tell her to not interfere. You know the kind of person that John is. And this guy definitely just set a terms, set the terms of I want to talk to you alone. And was willing to act on that with lethal force. All right, Agent. You got what you wanted. You can see him on the ground there. And he straightens his tie before he stands up. <laughs> and then... Uh, Des rolls yeah, her eyes. Rises to his feet and uh, puts away his varying, uh, varying weapons that he had drawn. And just sort of gives himself the little brush off there. Uh, you know, Wow. Uh, that's the one who got, uh, you know, sort of, like, hit by a truck, right? I apologize, I really don't know what came over him. Oh, I- I do. <laughs> he- he cares a lot about you, clearly. See- I'm not worth him losing his life over. Yeah, about that. When you can become something else, like, you know, like Canthrope, eventually, more and more, you start taking on the aspects of them whatever animal it is that you are. So he's got lupine protective instincts buried in there. They came out in a flash. He was going to keep his family safe. See what I mean? Good person to have on my six, for sure. Yeah. But you're not here to talk about Wes, are you? Mm, no, not really. I, uh, it's hard to have a conversation with you when you've got all these friends around you that are so eager to keep you safe from me. As was just demonstrated. So? Do I even ask how you knew to find me here? 
Yeah, you probably shouldn't ask. You probably already know if you're asking. Anyway, I know that your friends are... I know that your friends are in Canada, and I just happen... And you know why I'm here. No, I just happened to be in the neighborhood. Saw an opportunity, and I'm nothing if not an opportunist. But it sounds like you got something you want to tell me, yeah? I'll agree to a walk with you, but I'm not going anywhere in that vehicle with you. Okay. Okay. You know, you know what? No, you piqued my curiosity. Piqued my curiosity now. Uh, why, why are you here? And Albie didn't tell you. I don't think he did. I don't like you, Agent Piper. So you're, so you're standing here because you don't you- like me. You're standing here because I respect you enough for you to not die. Yeah, but I asked why you're here. You're welcome for that. Yeah, duly noted. Tuck that away for later. But uh, why are you here? Come on, let's take a walk. He kind of shrugs. Okay. Is it a long walk? See that shed there? So no, it's not a long walk. Okay, great. What about this shed? Well, she's going to lead him to the shed. If he wants to ask her or talk to her at all, he's welcome to, but she's probably just going to... Bring him to the shed and show him what's going on there. Ah, well. I would suggest not touching it. Yeah, that's uh, kind of the first thing that they teach you when you become, you know, a supernatural law enforcement agent. Don't touch that. I picked that up in uh, Vamp Being a Vampire 101. It's not very funny. No, it ain't. Neither is that. You've got a six-foot-tall smoking hole of nothing. So, as a problem, did I just go... Up a few notches or down a few notches? Well, I think you've introduced a, a completely different problem that is I was already aware of, frankly. Uh, the last time that I interacted with your uh, illegal border crossing friends, as they currently are, we were investigating something similar to this. I'm sure they told you about the big old creepy crawly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, real big bastard. You would have hated it. Yes, I would have. Yeah, every time we thought we'd seen all of its legs, there was just more of it. Uh, I'm going to have you make a quick empathy roll, if you don't mind. Sure. Oops. Come on. One stuck. Come on. Where'd my fourth dice go? Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's an automatic win. (laughs) Uh, Okay, empathy. That's a three. Okay. You can... you, You matched the move that he's doing. So you can tell that he is subtly trying to use his vampire power to inspire fear. At least just sort of get a little fear going in there and uh, get you uncomfortable with his own uh, ability to incite that emotion in you. It does not quite catch because you, you figure out that he's attempting to incite that. Would you cut the crap, Pyburn? Why are you here? What do you want from me? Jeez, okay. <sighs> well, I'll be straight with you then. Have you uh, had any more conversations with our mutual friend? A couple. I see. But he's left. He's... he's left? Sort of cocks his head in with interest. What do you mean he's left? There was a... a raven associated with Odin. Spooked him off. For a while, anyway. He's not just stuck to me. He can jump. Okay. Hmm. That's troubling. Yep. You don't know where he is now. Working on taking care of it. Yeah, Yeah, of course you are. Of course you are. But you don't know where he is now. So. Well, I mean, I am his favorite. Yeah. 
but I've also pissed him off a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you have. Uh, yeah. You folks, I can't imagine you'd do anything but piss something like that off, quite frankly. I mean, just the doctor alone. <laughs> and I'm the nice one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I saw what you did back there. I know you're the nice one. <sighs> All right, well, this has been, uh... Well, I wouldn't say it's been a waste of a trip, because now I know this is here, that's a problem. Okay, I'll have to uh, try to figure out and connect the dots of how what's going on with that and what's going on with the other thing. <sighs> Boy, howdy, with just all the work that I'm going to have to do, I might have to assign someone else to your case. If you're trying to scare me, I don't care. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. You, uh, he pulls out... A, uh, a small tape recorder from his pocket and says, You like audio dramas? Oh, do I ever! Because I got this new bit of true crime I think you would find fascinating. Commercial. And he, he <laughs> hits the play button. everybody this is michael your gm your best friend and funny third thing i don't i don't have much in the tank this week i hate to say i feel like i've had a lot of breaks where i've admitted that recently but hey that's what happens when you're tired all the time and you just got back from like a trip to colorado because you were working on Composing music for a podcast episode. It's a musical. Turns out writing a musical is hard. Musical theater is difficult. Uh, I wish someone would have warned me before I took that on, on top of everything else. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough about that. Uh, me being a whiny boy about the cool things going on in my life, you know? I can I can admit that. Uh, in lieu of uh, an ad read this week, this particular episode, I would like to uh, just point some attention to our friend Megan, who you may recognize as being Abigail, younger sister of Albion Graves. Uh, she is a goddamn delight, and she has also been diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma and is going to need a lot of help covering medical bills for that. Um, because the healthcare system is a goddamn nightmare scape. And uh, when you have something that you can't do anything about, but requires a lot of treatment, um, it turns out it's really expensive. So that's not fair or cool, but it is where we're at. So um, yeah, Megan Murphy is just a rad person and also uh, deserves the best. And we have uh, we have a link to the GoFundMe uh, for helping her pay for her medical bills in the episode description, also in our Discord, which I'll mention later. Um, but the link to that, if you uh, if I can just say that now, uh, is https colon slash slash gofund.me slash five four d four e e d f. Um, yeah, so that's gofund.me slash 54D4EEDF. Uh, that is a, I couldn't think of a more 
worthy cause uh, in this particular episode. Advertisers be damned. Um, just kidding. Uh, we love you guys. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm going to stop rambling now and try to bring things back to some sense of order. Uh, and thank you all for listening to our show. Uh, it is very, very cool still that we have people who are excited about the, the stuff that we do. And it, it still blows my mind. Um, it, it's still wild to me. So uh, thank you. Uh, we would also like to thank uh, Cam Clark for providing the voice of Paul Bunyan, <laughs> which, oh my God, that's so fun. Uh, so yes, uh, Cam Clark is at Pochetto, I believe, uh, or Pocketo. I don't know how to pronounce that, and I should have asked. It is P-O-C-C-E-T-O on Twitter. And uh, I've got some cool stuff coming up. There's a, uh, a, a TTRPG condensed into an audio drama. Hey, that sounds familiar. About a small, weird town in the Northeast. Oh, that also sounds familiar. <laughs> Where supernatural creatures may or may not exist. Wow, how odd that Cam was just such a perfect fit for this. Anyway, it is a project called Once Upon a Monster of the Week. Hey, we recently did Monster of the Week. So hey, you know what Monster of the Week is. Go listen to that. Because they do similar stuff to what we do, clearly. Um, they've done the first... Uh, mystery and part of the second one because they've got rotating groups and uh, Cam is going to be in the next group uh, of uh, that's going to run through a mystery so hell yeah go support that um, if you like hearing some genuine Quebecois uh, good times on our show I'm sure that uh, that show is going to be absolutely your speed uh, thank you again to cam for lending your voice in this in this episode and making us all just the happiest little dorks and thank you as always to the pocket podcast network for hosting our show and also other really really cool shows uh, including sorted and no dice them the facts the ghoul tank just uh, all these good shows that exist and you should check out and listen to um, it's, it's good stuff. I, I love listening to, uh, all, all these good, good, good shows. Um, I cannot wait to hear Disney princesses getting sorted into their Hogwarts houses because that's what Alex and JD just did. <laughs> uh, they just dropped that, uh, like today or yesterday. Uh, anyway, that was very recent and new. And apparently there's a whole thing going on with cult classics about, um, if you're half seahorse, are you a mermaid or are you a centaur? And that's just, um, people are in hot debate over that one. So if you want to get in on that action, go check out the other shows and you can check out the Pocket Podcast Community Discord server as well. It's pretty freaking rad. We have our own Discord server, uh, our Green Mountain Mysteries Discord server, where we are uh, just still having a ball, still posting a lot of dumb memes. And uh, somebody very kindly reminded me recently about the Capybaras who decided to not get kicked out of their homes in Argentina when uh, a bunch of jerks built a uh, a gated community on their habitat and then the they, they just sort of came back and just started like kicking it there 
and they can't remove them because <laughs> they're protected. So these rich jerks are just walking around with capybaras everywhere that they can't do anything about. And I think that's kind of hilarious. Uh, I love those little idiots. They're big idiots, but I love them. Anyway, thank you again to everybody. Um, I think I've said enough. Uh, so let's uh, let's get back to the episode. Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. We're Professors Fierce and Fierce, but you can call us Alex and JD. And we're making an all-new Pokémon game. But not, like, coding it, just in podcast form. What does that mean? Well, we're going to have discussions planning out our own region. Characters such as gym leaders, professors, and our own evil team. And of course, all-new Pokémon. Check us out at Pokémakers on Twitter, on the Pocket Podcast Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Gotta Gotta make them all! We skip over to... Paul Bunyan. <laughs> well, uh, out of there, Mr. Bunyan. You're, uh, you're taller in person. Oh, well, about that young feller. And quite suddenly, Paul Bunyan shifts in size and is now about person-sized and says, I would get that a lot, but unfortunately I have very few opportunities to interact with, um, normal folk anymore. Well, uh, I don't know if I would exactly qualify us as a normal folk, but but in any case, we've sort of found ourselves uh, in unfamiliar territory, so to speak, through no, um, okay, well, some fault of our own, and uh, I imagine that if the authorities find us, they're going to be <laughs> mighty upset that you we are across are. the border illegally. I am certain that <laughs> if the authorities uh, found you here, they would find you about near as vexing as those two elders folk that I done sent over the border once in a long time ago. Oh my god, you're the one responsible for that whole- uh, uh, What am I talking about? Of course you're the one who was involved in that whole situation. Yes. Anyway, hi, my name's Albion. He is looking right past you to Roe and says, Well, hello, little changeling. Um... <laughs> He receives a deep, meaningful bow. <laughs> <laughs> the rose signature. <laughs> uh, there's That's there's no right. need for that. Uh, y- young lady, I do believe that you greet me as an equal. Um, how how do you how how do you know? <laughs> you look to uh, uh, he just sort of gestures with his eyes down to your feet. And if you look down, you will see that whatever flowers are there in the ground sort of pop up and just sort of grow immediately. And he just looks down and looks back up at you, and uh, you see one of the nearby trees just starts budding. And he, he just looks back and says... Hmm, I am not accustomed to much of the modern parlance, but I've heard someone once say that game does recognize game whereupon he finds it. I like you. <laughs> um. I think I like you too, for my first impression of you, good sir, was taking the boo to a supernatural kitty. So mugs that you have. Thank you. And you are? Paul Bayan. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm Sylvester. This is Ro, this is Albion, and this is... I forgot her name already. I'm sorry. 
I'm Phoebe. Phoebe. This is Phoebe. You have got to be fucking kidding me. No, not that. Bon Yen is standing here in front of me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he is. As real as life, young lady. Oh, um, my apologies. Uh, I, I do realize that you are not, in fact, a young lady. <laughs> oh, I suppose that you should perhaps uh, become acquainted with my traveling partner. And behind you, a very large blue ox comes out of the trees. <sighs> she might introduce herself to you as babe. Would that she could speak. She Hi, <laughs> babe. speaks to me, of course. Gotcha. Hi, babe. Babe just sort of moves. Yay. I'm this, having fun. Basically, Sylvester, for the first time in the entire game, looks like a kid in a candy shop, other than maybe the time you were making meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Well... I suppose I should make good on my promise to your mutual friend, August Fago, and escort you back down whence you came from. Cool, thank you. Oh, not a problem at all. In fact, if you would. And he just sort of swings his arm wide, and as he does so, the motion reveals a an opening into the never-never. Follow me inside. Oh. All right. Yeah, going back in. It's great. Ah, but yeah, you are going back in with a competent and experienced guide. <laughs> I've known the paths done between here and there for huh, a hundred years or more. That what makes that's what makes it great. Indeed, amongst many other accomplishments. <laughs> all right, let's get going. So yeah, if all of you are willing to follow this very large man through yeah. this uh, rip in space-time, and also yeah. his big blue ox. Who goes with you? Yes. Okay, so uh, if anybody wants to, you can make me a lore roll right now um, for sort of a passive lore alertness. Your target is three. Alrighty. Um, so my lore there is a uh, four. Is anybody else going to roll on that one, or is that it? No, because it's Paul freaking Bunyan. <laughs> Row? Uh... I mean, it's not going to be helpful, but one. Okay. <laughs> well, Albion, you are pretty certain that Babe is no mortal ox. That, I mean, A, impossible, would not be alive this long. And B, uh, Babe was just a whole lot bigger moments ago. No, well, listen, I can, um, I can put two and two together and make four. Are you saying that in character? No, I'm not saying that to. I'm not saying that in character. I'm saying that as me to the Why GM. Why would you do that? That would confuse the audience. <laughs> <sighs> what? What fourth wall? I don't know what you mean. Uh, so yeah, you are you are taking a short little nature hike through the Never Never. You almost recognize some of where you're going. It seems relatively adjacent to the places that you just were, what with all the mulks, but definitely is not the same patch of forest in the Never Never, and is definitely not got a whole bunch of big angry cats coming for you. So those are some pluses. And um yeah, as you as you're walking, a very chipper, enormous plaid clad lumberjack, uh is just sort of humming a, a very old tune to himself. 
Uh, and he interrupts his own humming to ask, So, what brought you up my way? Well, uh, back home in Vermont, we, uh, found ourselves a little bit of a hole in reality, and, uh, we figured we'd go and investigate, and, uh, it's what we kind of do. So, we found ourselves smack in the middle of the never-never, and, uh, then, um, turns out we had a monk who did not take a liking to us, and, uh, decided to give chase, and eventually we found ourselves here, and decided since we were in Canada, we uh, would, uh, give our local friendly Canadian a call, and, uh, we called Defco, uh, and Defco <laughs> called you. Always a wise decision to call that feller. He's near as old as I am, but... Still, boys, he has some years left in him. Yeah, no, I mean, having fought off a bunch of monsters with that man, I I figure he's going to outlive all of us. <laughs> That's me. And we have both seen the man in action and can admire his skills. <laughs> Thanks. <sighs> come, in, come on, Sly. Ah! Uh, what? He's talking about old man Defago. Oh, yeah, no, he's cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another term I've come across is that, well, my baby here might be a very smart ox, but you sure are a very smart ass. <laughs> I like you. Uh, if it were possible to do to your hair, uh, babe would give you a cowlick right now. But yeah, she licks the back of your head. I accept this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way your hair is, it's not really going to do too much, but uh, just get a little wet. That's it. It's okay. Yeah. It's Are we about to lose it. Sly to a very charismatic woodsman and his friend? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, Sly, no comment. Are you abandoning us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Goodbye forever. <laughs> I think this is just one of the first NPCs that you've met that Sly hasn't immediately wanted to kill. I know, it's so nice. Kill or beat the shit out of. Yeah, so it's a change of pace for the better. <laughs> I mean, he made a good first impression, unlike the rest of these pickle dicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seriously, just fucking one-hit KO'd a motherfucker. Not even KO, just fucking destroyed. That's a fucking introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Good to know. None of this, like, uh, were you mildly antagonistic towards you, or, uh, you know, like, oh, or be on your side or not, or, uh, I've got authority, I'm gonna wield it over you for a bit. Bullshit. <laughs> no, or just, the, uh, just... I'm gonna hypnotize your fucking sister and all this other shit. And, uh, <laughs> wow. Just, just a regular old friendly guy who may or may not be responsible for the Grand Canyon. Look, I mean, whether he you did... are responsible for the Grand Canyon, yeah, or is that just, you know, a tall tale? <laughs> uh, it would very well be both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> but one is not necessarily inclined to thump his own chest over his own legends. You know what? That's cool. That makes sense. Ah. <laughs> uh. John Henry, though, that oh, motherfucker Adam Map. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you guys met? Oh, of course. Oh, okay, cool. John Henry, he was a steel driving man. Mm -hmm. No, no, I just met him. John Henry and Paul Bunyan met. I mean, there's never been, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
No. <laughs> when you've been alive as long as I have, you meet a fair amount of interesting people. Ah, God rest his soul, John oh, Henry. What about uh, Pecos Bill? Hmm, well, I was all that way once a long time ago. May or may not relate to some rumors in Arizona that we just discussed. But I haven't met all of them famous gunslinger types. I had work to be done. Fair enough. But, yes, I did meet oh, okay. Pecos Bill. Was that like, if you don't mind me asking? Just making small talk while we're... You know, heading on down. <laughs> oh, certainly. I ain't had much opportunity to conversate about these folks any time recently, so I welcome the opportunity. Bagelsville? Hmm. Similar to how you might have pictured him, but, uh, a little dirtier, I think. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Sounds about right. <laughs> but not necessarily the kind of dirt that one accumulates from a hard day's labor. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Surely he labored in his cute, but not in the same sort okay. of manly way of making an honest lay in the world. Such so as a natural-born dirt magnet. One could call him as such, I suppose, and not be wholly inaccurate. <laughs> I, uh, cool. I do believe that you and I are becoming fast friends, Doctor. Thanks. I didn't say I was a doctor. You didn't? Aren't you wearing your scrubs? Uh, it's probably because you're wearing your doctor's coat. No, because I'm not in school. I don't wear the white coat outside of school. I wear the blue coat. It's just a vibe. You get doctor vibes. <laughs> All right, whatever. You know what? I mean, you definitely do give off some kind of vibe. I guess. All right, fine. I was just like, that's weird. I only said my first name. <laughs> <laughs> how, did he, how did he know? Is this a Santa Claus thing? Holy fuck. <laughs> Sylvester, are you asking about the entire plot of the film, Tall Tales? No. What? It, it, the fuck is this? A fucking trial? I can't just make conversation with the man, the myth, the legend in front of us right fucking now? What is this shit? Albion freaking Graves who gets fucking stuck in a goddamn portal and gets his head cut off? Ro is taking note of how defensive this man has quickly become. <laughs> well now, aren't we getting mighty defensive about being a fanboy? Yeah. <laughs> As one friend giving advice to another, I might say, allow them to roast you like a potato once and again. <laughs> I mean, usually you're the one with a smart-ass reply or a quick insult, but now, by <laughs> God, look at you, all starstruck. Uh, Paul Bunyan <sighs> gives you a, one of those very, like, sort of familial little punches in the arm there, Sly. Um, for the first time, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to I'm going to stumble and probably fall over, but I will roll with it. <laughs> okay. Uh and he uh he laughs at you and says, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely, little doctor. You must roll with those punches. Ugh, I'm good. Metaphorically as well. <laughs> what a perfectly time yeah. pratfall to demonstrate the point. I don't know who hits harder, you or the ghost grandma. <laughs> Ah, now that's a story I ought to hear from you lot. Okay. But perhaps another time. Aww. We are approaching our exit points sometime soon, and... Hmm. Dang it. I'm frankly quite amazed that the young changeling here hasn't had many of questions for me. Um, this whole time, Ro has kind of just been looking at the surroundings. Um, as, like... 
is more stuff happening with nature. How do you mean that? So, like with flowers and trees changing, or was that just like at the time? Uh, you get the impression that that was a deliberate display. Uh, okay. I'm going to give you a lore roll with a little target of three on this one. All right. Oh, thank God. Okay, that is a three. Well, that seems like the sort of thing that would be in Summer's domain. Okay. Um, and he did he did address you as being an equal. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Sorry. Um. For for plot convenience, Phoebe is going to just sort of like sidle up to you and be like, "He's he's insinuating that you might have common ground to talk about. He is literally the oldest changeling in the world." <sighs> um everyone always makes the choice sooner or later bon yen has gone over a century <gasps> okay now this is cool this is roasted. Um, i'll be quiet <laughs> yeah sorry i just so you're i'm like you mm, indeed i believe that we are um, in fact in many ways cut from the same cloth how how did you handle this, the, the stuff you do? Well, what specifically would you like to know? Uh, the, the magic of it all? Like, how, like, I don't know. This is still pretty new to me. Um, oh, ha, yes, of course. Of course it would be. You're as pry young and you, obviously, I didn't have much time to adapt to your peculiar sets of circumstances. Unlike myself, I've had a certain level of acceptance of my fate and circumstances for, well, longer than a lot of you been alive put together, I wager. And you haven't decided? Well, not in a certain manner of speaking. I've not made this decision. However, I have made a decision. Just not the choice. Okay. Yeah. Um... You see... When you grow up around that sort of natural beauty that one does in the time and place that I was alive, you become acquainted with that sort of beauty, that natural balance that does exist in the world, and I am more peculiarly positioned than most to embrace that, I suppose, and be attuned to it. When one such as myself takes to the trees of Maine to build new buildings, establish new communities by logging these forests, felling their mighty trees. One realizes that you cannot fell all of them trees, else where would you get further supplies? No, you have to make sure that your harvest doesn't deplete the resource that you're hoping continues in abundance. And eventually, you realize that abundance ain't permanent, so you need to treat it carefully. You befriend the little Johnny fella who decides that apples are in fashion and makes his way across this great land of ours, attempting to, uh, so summer verdure. But I find myself in a place where there is a balance between man and nature. And, yes, I know my condition is unnatural, but one can apply the same principle, I suppose, if one works at it hard enough. I have vowed to avoid a choice as long as I possibly can. If I never have to make it, and if I may meet my eternal fate, having never made a choice, then I believe I have succeeded in my goals. 
and when it is time to shuffle off this mortal coil and meet whatever maker may there be on the other side for me. I'd like them to see me as I was born. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome, little changeling friend, Ro. He's just sort of merrily strolling through the this little patch of never-never uh, some more. Again, he resumes humming. Uh, probably an old logging song, you would imagine, at this point. If nobody uh, asks him a question or talks to him, he will be content to merrily hum his way all the way to the exit, as you are getting near to uh, where he says that you will actually be where you want to be. Uh, Paul, if you don't mind, I do have a question. Ah, Fred, what question might you have? Uh, so since you and Ro are changelings and haven't made the choice... Is there a name for what you guys are, or not really, no? Well, I do believe that you have actually answered a question inside of the question. For when one makes a choice, they must choose between embracing their pure mortal human side, or their fey nature. Oh, okay, so it is just changeling. <laughs> That's correct. Oh, alright. I thought there was like a... never mind. I thought there was like a special name for someone who hasn't picked... But I guess not. That's always the special name. Okay, never mind. Cool. Thank you. No, the appellation is appropriate for when one makes a choice. You cease being a changeling and fully become one or the other half. All right. Are there more people that have, or I guess, changelings that have... That are on the fence? Yeah. Oh, I wager all changeling are on the fence until they're forced to make that choice. But I understand that there is a death behind that question you pose that, are there more like me? Mm-hmm. I mean, my buddy Jurgen's a changeling. He's been around uh, quite a while. I mean, definitely not as long as you have been, but uh, he's definitely dedicated himself to uh, straddling that line. Mm-hmm. Ah, certainly. He's not been around as long as I, but none of us. <laughs> I believe I have outlived every mortal man on this great sphere. I mean... If you don't count wizards like the Merlin and whatnot. He just sort of shakes his head and says, Well, wizards are cheating. <laughs> <laughs> now I really like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They are cheating bastards. Oh, I did not call them bastards. I merely said that they play the game with loaded dice. Yeah, they do. Friggin' nerds. He just sort of looks at you puzzled at that particular word. Oh, uh, nerds are like, uh, they don't work with their hands. They mostly do, uh, they do soft hand work. Politicians? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. We Mine should too, absolutely actually. title the episode, Hey Paul. <laughs> uh, okay. Des. Yes. Pyburn has just pressed play on a tape recorder. Um, are you doing anything about that, or are you going to listen to whatever he's attempting to present here? I, I guess she's going to listen. I don't think she has much of a choice. Well, I mean, 
you do have magic, you always have the option of deliberately hexing a technological device if you don't want to uh, allow it to remain active. But that's up to you. Is there is there a reason why Des wouldn't want to listen to it? I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying that that is technically an option you have. It's not necessarily me suggesting that you should do that. Just saying you can. I mean, I know Christine is curious about what's on it. Okay. You know? Well, uh, we have a recording uh, that is playing. It's, you know, kind of grainy audio. Like, it, you know, the recorder was somewhere else and he's just sort of playing a tape made from it and you hear two familiar voices one is agent pyburns the other is detective sergeant ditko's oh god i know what he's doing (laughs) ah this fucking guy (laughs) it's a snippet of a conversation between the two of them discussing certain elements of the realities of uh well, reality. And uh, you hear you hear Ditko say, "So, you y- you can you can tell his voice is shakier than normal because you are used to him being in more of a position of authority, even when he was uh, you know kind of desperate and looking to you for help. He's y- you can immediately read from his his voice that he's not in control of his situation right now, and he's." Not having fun with that. He's not having a good time. So, what you're saying is that I need to be ignorant of things. It's the only way to keep me safe from them. Yeah. Until they come up and eat you. Whole. Sometimes. But you can't really uh, stop them from doing that. Only thing you can do is just not know they're there. Why are you telling me this? Do you want to not be ignorant of these things? Because there's only one choice that you got here. I don't... I don't understand what you're asking. I'm very new to all of this. I only recently learned that the world was anything other than what I thought it was. Yeah, I know. I know. You only recently learned some things about reality. Let me explain a few things to you. And you hear just the sound of Detective Sergeant Ditko whimpering. There's a slight smirk on uh, Agent Pyburn's face. He probably, he was probably uh, using his vampire power to take a very vulnerable Detective Sergeant Ditko and incite fear into him for his own purposes. Couldn't help yourself to a snack? My fist is itchy. Yeah. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Snack is a fucking smorgasbord with this guy. Tough guys are always the most afraid deep down. You just gotta find it, and then it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. I want to punch him. I never want to punch anybody. Did you kill him? Well, why don't you listen and find out? He clicks the play button again, and uh, you can hear that you just hear Ditko making the sounds of somebody who's just kind of trying to hide uh, in an open space and is just very much very scared. 
clearly this uh, attempt to incite this emotion worked on him. And he says, You only have one real choice. It's going to get worse for you, but you're going to make everything better. What the fuck do you mean? How would making things worse for me somehow make them make it better for yeah, it makes it better for everyone? You just got to take on the personal burden of knowing that you have to die with the knowledge I'm about to give you. You really are a bastard, Pyburn. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I know. Are you threatening a police officer? A suspended one? Nah, not even threatening you right now. Just telling you something true. Do you speak Latin there, Chief? No. No. I, I, I don't. I don't know why you'd ask me that. Do, uh, so the phrase Venatori Umbrorum don't mean nothing to you? No, why the fuck would it? It's gonna mean a lot to you real soon. And he clicks uh, the tape recorder and goes, Do you speak Latin, history girl? Hey, Mike? Yeah? Would this be a good time to interrupt? Oh, it super duper is. Okay, good, because I would like to dramatically enter the scene right now and just, you know, press a gun to the back of his head. Okay. I mean, you don't even have to spend a fate point for fortuitous arrivals, and you were already on your way there. Alright, so Albion just slowly pulls back the hammer on the gun. I believe we had a conversation about this. Yeah, we did. And I think that we had a conversation about something else. Didn't we, Albion? Yeah, I believe we did. We're gonna have to have another conversation about that real soon. Alright, uh, he is not turned around, but Des, you know how when Albion invokes, um, Odin's power, how one of his eyes is usually burning with that silvery fire? Mm-hmm. Well, they both are, right now. So I guess you overheard the last bit of that. Fun. Is he dead? No! Of course he's not dead. Good. He's not useful to me if he's dead. And that's what it's all about for you, isn't it? Whether or not something's useful. You piece of shit. Can I make a fist roll? Uh, you sure can. Yay! <laughs> I'm gonna punch the shit out of him. Okay. Go for it. In the, f in the fucking face. Here we go. In the balls, dude. No. I want to. I know. But I'm gonna punch him. It's gotta be the first time I've ever punched anything, so here we go. <laughs> it's a special time. <laughs> special time for a special person. The first time's always special. Yep. Nine. Yeah, he's not blocking that. Uh, not with his three. Uh, so, you punch him, and he is going to... Do, 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 do. Okay. He doesn't move. He attempts to no-sell this. Unfortunately for him, he is bleeding. You have given him a mild consequence. So, he's got, uh, yeah. You, oh, you, uh, your, your punch connected with his face, and as it, as his face just sort of turns back to look at you like it was nothing, you can see that you broke his skin and his cheek is actually, uh, is actually bleeding. So, uh, he just looks at you. You fed on someone I asked you to help. 
And you know what? That's on me. Because I should have known better than to trust a snake like you. Because deep down, at the very core of your fucking nature, you Malvora are all the same. Well, first of all, that's racist. That would matter if I was talking to a person. You are talking I'm to a person. I'm not talking to a person. And also... I'm talking to a monster. Answer the goddamn question! So you got me alone for a freaking Latin lesson? What did you want? I didn't get you alone. You happened to be alone. What did I say? <laughs> I'm nothing but an opportunist. And I wasn't trying to get you arrested so that I could find time to spend with Miss Brown here. The time was already there. You just wouldn't play nice. So? Who's your... Who's your friend? Just answer the question! Which one? We can talk about our various definitions later. Answer the question, please. What do you want with me? I want... The thing that's in your head... Dead. I want it dead, too! And you don't know where it is right now. Then I suppose we can all... Go home! Christine? Mm-hmm? How would you like another fate point? <laughs> oh, oh, my God! You used a lot this Yay. time. I think you need them. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what? I am well and truly pissed off. I will take that fate point. I like how I'm not even... Have I haven't fun even told editing. you what it is yet. <laughs> you don't have to. Oh, oh. Gee, I wonder I what it could be. All right, I've... Mystery. I've... I've I've taken a fate point. Yeah, you've taken a fate point. Um, okay. Uh, your mouth opens on its own, and Uh a voice comes out of it. Oh, no. Colder than the grave. Oh, no. And it just says, I really wish she would just let me eat you. You would be the best meal I've ever had. and my hobnail boots I go where the timbers tall when there's work to be done don't mess around just sing right out for Paul hey Paul I'm coming boys Paul Bunyan Paul Bunyan he's 63 axe handles high with his feet on the ground and his head in the sky hey Paul Paul Bunyan 
Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.